0: Welcome to the BizTimes MKE podcast, providing news and insights to the Milwaukee business community. In this episode, our podcast partner, Beth Ridley with The Brimful Life, interviews Michael Shepard, managing partner of Ironwood Drive Financial Group. Michael uses diversity as a differentiator in an industry that has been slow to reflect the changing demographics of consumers. Michael encourages his financial advisors to embrace their differences And be their authentic selves in order to establish trust with clients, which is the key to success. Let's listen in.
1: Welcome to the Brimful Life podcast series, where we make business personal by getting to know inspiring business leaders you should know. I chat with them about their leadership journeys and lessons learned along the way. I'm your host, Beth Ridley, owner of career and culture wellness company, The Brimful Life, that helps leaders increase employee engagement, improve team dynamics, and build inspiring and inclusive cultures. Visit TheBrimfulLife.com to learn more. Today, I'm chatting with Michael Shepard, managing partner for Ironwood Drive Financial Group, an independently owned and operated financial services firm that provides securities and investment advisory services through his broker-dealer, Securian Financial Services.
0: The industry of the past um, judged people solely on um, your first look. Mm -hmm. And I think where the industry is going is that I just want somebody I can trust Mm -hmm. that understands me. And so to the, to the extent that you can look someone in the eye and ask them powerful questions and really understand them, I think it's more about that, um, Mm -hmm. than anything else.
1: Michael uses diversity as a differentiator in an industry that, let's be honest, has been slow to reflect the changing demographics of consumers. But Michael encourages his financial advisors to embrace their differences and be their authentic selves in order to establish trust with clients, which is key to success. Let's meet Michael. Welcome, Michael.
0: Well, thank you very much for inviting me to your podcast. Uh, It's been great to know you for more than 10 years now. Has it been that long? It has been that long. Oh, goodness gracious. I I love what you have going on here, and Uh, I'm just very fortunate to be a part of it. Oh,
1: well, Michael, with that, you can come back every
0: week.
1: (laughs) So, let's talk about you. This is all about you oh, enough enough Thank about you. me. enough, enough, enough. This is all about you. First of all, the name of the of your um of your advisory firm, Ironwood Drive Financial Services. You have such a beautiful story about the name. So just Thank tell you. us a little bit about the story and your background,
0: yeah. So, um, my background, I am a military baby, so I live just about everywhere. But part of the reason. That I moved all over the place is because my biological mother passed away 11 days after I was born. Her name was Rita Johnson. And I was adopted by her sister, Diane Shepherd, who was married to Sam Shepard, who fought in three wars. Uh, and we moved from Air Force Base to Air Force Base. Uh, fast forward when I was 11 and we were living off of Scott Air Force Base in Troy, Illinois. Diane passed away from Legionnaire's disease. And at that time, the PTSD had come back for my father and uh, the living situation wasn't necessarily the most positive at that time. So I was raised from 12 on by their daughters, my sisters, who mm-hmm. are actually my cousins, if you're still with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we moved, when I moved in with Gwen in California City, California, it was on Ironwood Drive. And so uh, as I launched this business now, um, at that point in my life, I had to choose to be positive. I had to accept the pain and I had to work through it. And I had to, you know, I lost my comfort zone uh, with my mother. And I felt that naming the business after uh, the street that I lived on after that time in my life was a great way to honor those two women, Mm -hmm. uh, really three women and and my family for uh, the support that they had for me. And so now that I've launched this business, we went with Ironwood Drive Financial Group. So it's a reminder to focus on the positive and make a difference in the world.
1: Oh my gosh, I love it. And it, it, I'm sure it comes together so nicely, your perspective on focusing on the positive as you're building this fantastic team that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. but also just the service that you provide, right? Financial security yeah. and helping people achieve their hopes and dreams in their life by making sure that they have the financial security and the financial wherewithal to do that. Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. So I love it. Really cool. All right. So Now, tell us a little bit about your vision for Ironwood Drive because. You have a unique perspective. You're not just any old type of financial services uh, company. What, mm-hmm. what, what are you trying to accomplish here?
0: There are s- several things that we want to try and accomplish. Number one is we want to do right by our clients and always put them first. And that's why I chose to go independent so that there's no proprietary mandates or standards or any, or any push to do anything other than what's in the best interest of the client. That's also why I chose at a young age to get my certified financial planner um, uh, designation. And so our vision is, one, to provide financial security for clients, both locally and nationally, and then two, to reflect the market. And that's extremely important as a person of color, that not only do we have a diverse form, uh, diverse firm that reflects the markets that we serve, um, but also develops a culture that both attracts uh, diverse talent and when I say diverse talent that means everything women, mm-hmm. people of color, um, any preference, because I believe that when you have multiple people with different experiences uh, and they have different visions and different insight, uh, when you bring those together, you can really see more things than you can when you have your own specific tunnel view, which we all do mm-hmm. and so financial services is a is a place where it might be the last frontier for diversity. Um, (laughs) Many other industries have really figured this out and taken significant strides. Um, Financial services is taking strides, but it's a little bit slower than other industries. And, And part of our vision is to help change that.
1: Yeah. All right, so there's a lot of challenges in that that we'll Mm -hmm. talk about a little bit, but also there's significant opportunity because just like you said, financial services is slow to reflect the diversity Mm -hmm. of the market, right? And so, um, by virtue of the fact that you are African-American, you are the managing partner of your firm, you are now designated as a certified minority-owned business.
0: That is correct. You
1: are the only one in the financial services sector in Milwaukee.
0: Yeah. I, is I, that true? Yep. Yeah, just recently okay. certified with both Milwaukee County and nationally with the NMSDC. Okay. Uh, and I am told nationally that I'm one of a very select few. Yeah. And in Milwaukee County um, – uh, the only, but we'll round up and say a few. There are many minority-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, There are very few who have certified and who focus in financial services.
1: Mm -hmm. Which I find just um, shocking, actually, almost, right? That there's so few. So let's talk about that for a little bit, right? So you have a long career in financial services. You worked for some bigger firms out Mm -hmm. there um in your opinion, like what what are the challenges in terms of um, there not being more minority owned um, financial service companies out there um, what 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 what's kind of the root cause of some of this
0: I, So there are many headwinds in general to entering this career. It's very mm-hmm. highly regulated. Um, sometimes you have to put up your own capital first to uh, take the exams that are required for you to do business. And then some of the other inherent difficulties are when there aren't that many uh, women and people of color to look up to, it's hard to find mentors within the industry. I've been very fortunate um, that there have been many people locally in our community who have who have stepped up and shown me the way both business wise. um, But Due to the fact that this is um, an industry that has a lack of diversity in leadership, it's mm-hmm. really hard to, to look up and say, hey, I can be him or I can be her. Um, so that's part of the headwinds um, is that from a leadership standpoint, there could be a better reflection in the market. And mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of companies that are, that are working on that. Um, mine included. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to talk a little bit yeah. about some of the ways that, that we're doing it as a firm as well.
1: So certainly not easy. And I think maybe a little bit of sort of just the grit and determination that you described that you had in your whole upbringing, your background mm-hmm. enabled you to, despite the lack of um, Senior people looking like you that you could look up to didn't deter you from mm-hmm. entering into this field. Mm-hmm. And now you have the opportunity to be that person That's right. that others can look up to. But here's the challenge. I know that you really want to recruit a diverse office. Diversity means a lot of different things, but it does mean people of color. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a, here's a stat, right? Okay. There are less than three point five percent of all certified financial planners in the United States are Black or Latino. That Where are you going to find your talent?
0: Yeah, um, so there's a couple things. One, um, I believe that if you seek something, you will find it. Um, if I want to find a yellow coat that fits my body, if I look long enough, I'm going to find a yellow. Michael, coat don't that, do that. that. That seeks my body. That's just a bad. You know, just yellow, don't, yellow don't, might not be my color, but um, I say that because. There are, when your mission and your vision is to be diverse, you, you act in a way that attracts diverse talent. Um, you develop in a way that attracts diverse talent. And you seek diverse talent where diverse talent is, regardless of how few of people there is. And that is a, a, a pretty alarming stat. And then second, as it relates to Certified Financial Planner, you can also develop people to that. So at our firm... Um, regardless of who you are if you want to pursue the certified financial planner designation our firm will pay for one hundred percent of the expenses it is an expensive uh, designation to get and it takes a lot of time and a lot of hard work and so as an organization you have to be willing to say hey you need to spend some time studying and you have to have the support systems so that you can take time out of the business to prepare. And uh, and then you have to you know, put your money where your mouth is and say, if this is important to you, what are you willing to do for it? Mm-hmm. And so uh, in all aspects of recruiting, reflecting the market and developing more people to have the certified financial planner designation, um, you just have to you have to go hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, and I plan to do that and you have to be public about it. Mm-hmm. Um, as it relates to the industry, I think for any change, it starts with awareness. And so when the CFP board put out that diversity study that you um, referenced for that statistic in 2018, I think that brought a lot of eyes to say, Hey, what can we do different so that we can solve this? And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of conversation about it. Uh, and there are firms like ours who are, are really taking action to help increase the representation of women and people of color um, yeah. in our industry. That's
1: interesting. So, you have a great opportunity to lead in this way. And so, I, I think what you're saying is you really have to take this seriously. It has to be mm-hmm. a long term investment. And you really have to, it has to be personal, right? Yeah. You, you really have to um, you know, you know, invest in finding that talent because they are out there, mm-hmm. right? But you can't um, outsource it, you can't expect them to find you. You right? know, you really have to be invested in this.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, faith without works is dead. So you mm-hmm. have to work at this and um, hold yourself accountable and, and be loud about it. So mm-hmm. there is there's no secret that uh, that we want smart people and smart people can come in all forms. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't look one way. Yeah. Um, and so we want to we want to make sure that we we act in a way that um, that helps promote. So you're actively
1: building a diverse team in terms of um ethnicity and uh gender and I'm sure just in terms of skill set and background and all that good stuff. So um what are your thoughts on how to take and harness that diversity so that it's an asset and Mm -hmm. it's a differentiator? I think just bringing people in the door who look different is one thing, right? But how are you going to plan to really build that cohesive culture so you're leveraging that diversity as an asset and as a differentiator?
0: I love that you touched on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there, there are a few tenets to building a cohesive culture. And I think one is embracing authenticity. I've had on many, Mentors who have said, just be yourself, Mm. everybody else is taken. Um, (laughs) The issue is, you know, in some industries and in some cultures, uh, there are a lot of people who don't bring their authentic selves to work because they think that they need to be a certain way to. to appease a certain party yeah. and so and
1: especially in financial services yeah. it tends to be a little conservative because mm-hmm. you're dealing with people's money right so you may not want to take a risk if someone looks a little different or just a little differently maybe talks a little different yeah. but you're willing to say hey you're going to embrace that
0: Right. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, I'm a certified financial planner when I have a suit and a tie. Mm-hmm. I'm a certified financial planner when I'm in workout clothes. So what does and that so... mean,
1: though, in terms of the clients that you envision going after? Then do you have to think about your clients differently if you might embrace um, all sorts of different like personality types and everything like that into your firm?
0: It, you know, that's a great point. So mm-hmm. I think that you should reflect your market. Mm -hmm. Um, There is if you are presenting to a board, you may look different than if you're going into an organization that makes motorcycles that Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. appreciate a tie, um, you know, coming in. So you have to just understand people. And when you reflect the market and when you are your authentic self, especially when you're working with clients, I think people uh, people appreciate being able to be comfortable in their own skin. Right. And as as someone who is asking to manage someone's financial assets, um, I think trust is is everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so you don't want to fake who you are. Um, you just want to be you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are people with money who don't wear suits. There mm-hmm. are people with money who do wear suits. There are people with money who dress casual. Right. Um, I, I think that the industry of the past um, judged people solely on... Um, your first look. Mm -hmm. And I think where the industry is going is that I just want somebody I can trust Mm -hmm. that understands me. And so to to the extent that you can look someone in the eye and ask them powerful questions and really understand them, I think it's more about that Mm-hmm. Um, than anything else.
1: Yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree with you. And I love the fact that you're, you're kind of breaking the stereotype of what a financial advisor needs to be mm-hmm. or needs to look like, because you're right, the demographics in the market is changing, mm-hmm. right? So... Um, regardless of who you're attracting into your firm it's a really hard job <laughs> being a financial advisor right mm-hmm. you're probably going to hear more you're you're going to hear no more than you hear yes yeah so what are your own personal strategies for overcoming burnout and maintaining positivity and what might you recommend to any young person who wants to enter this profession
0: so um okay i'll I'll address a couple of them so for mm-hmm. for burnout i think You have to have fun. Um, And one of the things that uh, that we did when when I was a young advisor and and we got to the call reluctance is we did risk calls. And so we said, Mm -hmm. you know what, the first two calls of the day are going to be to someone who we would be scared to call.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, and, and I mean, this is, cr- I tried to call Oprah. I tried <laughs> to, I, I didn't get through, did but I, go- I Googled her number and I said my first risk call. So I called and I was like, you know, I'd like to talk to Oprah. And then I go, they ask who it is. And I say, Michael Shepard. And then I say, what's your call for? And then I didn't know what to say and then hung up. And, but anyway. <laughs>
1: but you did it. But you did it. And yeah. so
0: um, there are, there are, there are little quirky things that you need to do to make sure that you, that you're having fun. Um, for, for young people or really any person entering this career, you have to enter, enter it with the entrepreneur mindset. Um, yes, you're going to be told more uh, than you're told yes. You're going to yeah. be told no more than you're told yes. Um, you have to embrace that. Uh, and so when you are an entrepreneur, you have to understand that you are taking risk. Um, and that risk uh, also has reward. The benefit of this career is that this reward actually helps people live better lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Money is the one thing that unifies us all, regardless of who you work for or what you do. We are going to have to manage our financial assets. We're going to have to make smart decisions. We're going to have to prepare for retirement. Um, And unfortunately, we're going to lose some loved ones. And Mm -hmm. so um, that planning is needed for everyone. And so when you are able to put that type of planning in place, The reward, once you get to that yes, usually alleviates most of the no's. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. you have to go back to your why uh, Mm -hmm. and remember that the work that you're doing is truly noble and uh, will truly help people in their Mm -hmm.
1: lives. So I hear you saying in a nutshell, fun and purpose. Right. Right. Keep those two things in mind, fun Mm -hmm. and purpose. I love it. Michael, well, thank you so much for sharing everything that you're doing. And, um, you know, the best of luck to you as you're really making waves and and, uh, doing things in a new and a different way and a fresh way in financial services. So yeah, we need you. Thank you very much. (laughs)
0: This has been great. Thank you. This is Dan Meyer with BizTimes Media. You've been listening to the BizTimes MKE podcast with our podcast partner, The Brimful Life with Beth Ridley. For more business news and insights, be sure to go to biztimes.com and subscribe to any of our daily e-newsletters and our magazine, BizTimes Milwaukee.